Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I understand, but there's not a lot to cheer for in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I get that. You know, I think morale, fan-based morale. Casey, would you say all-time low this year? Or has it been worse? It's pretty low. Yeah. I mean, maybe after the, like the whole Cincinnati debacle might have been pretty low as well. And last year you had something to lose for, if you will. Sure, sure. Uh, no, I mean, listen, in terms of like last year, I'm, I'm definitely over that. I've spoke my piece with that. I'm saying this year, in terms of fan-based morale, it might be at a low point right now. Yeah, it's pretty low. You know, and then the Urban Meyer rumors come out. Is he going to USC? Could he be going to Notre Dame? You know, he had to squash that. And I don't think there's any other coach right now. Like, no one's asking, you know, Robert Sala, hey, you going to Ohio State? Or are you going to Ohio State? Are you going to Notre Dame? Are you going to USC? Um, that's just not the case right now. Because, you know, there's, there's intrigue. I think there's trust right now in New York. And, and they're turning a new leaf. They're getting better. When Urban Meyer says... Jalen Ramsey's a, a great competitor, but he gets upset when things don't go right. Shots fired? Or is that just, I mean, I understand he's stating the case here, and he's speaking the truth. I mean, everybody would agree with that. But from the Rams' side, is that some bulletin board material? Or do we not worry about it? Might be a little. Well, they probably don't even worry about it because they know they're so much better than this team. For sure. And I'll talk to the Buffalo Bills about that as well. Fair. I think Jalen Ramsey worries about that. Oh, okay. well, yeah. I think Jalen Ramsey being a captain in that locker room worries about that, and I think he echoes that in the locker room. So, I mean, I'm not mad at the comment from Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, he spoke with the media today, and that's all good. But I also think that the last thing you want to do right now is shake up the hornet's nest that is the Los Angeles Rams because this is a team that is desperate for a win. This is a team that needs to get Matthew Stafford back on track. They need to get Cooper Cup back on track. They need to get Odell Beckham Jr. a little more acquainted with this offense. And this is a defense right now that Jalen Ramsey's on that, for lack of a better word, kind of trashed the past couple weeks. Very trash. Worse yeah. than the Jags. Kind of trashed the past couple weeks. So it, it seems like this Sunday is a perfect storm coming for the Jacksonville Jaguars where it's like, you might see the best-looking L.A. Rams team that we've seen all year in terms of complementary football of offense and defense. And if that's the case, and you're traveling to the West Coast where the Jaguars traditionally haven't done very well, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the comment of, yeah, he gets upset sometimes is going to really factor into their play or not, though. I mean, that is... Uh, well, but it's I not mean, the it's, comment of he gets upset. It's he gets upset when things don't go his way. Yeah. Well, which is does. a little more... And I agree with that, but I think Jalen Ramsey would take that kind of out to heart. Yeah, he might. I mean, listen, Jalen Ramsey's going to play a good football game nine out of ten times whether the Rams are struggling anyway. Like, the Rams are struggling. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey's struggling. But if you piss off a captain, don't you think that's going to resonate with the team? Yeah, maybe. I, no, I don't know if he not. resonates that much. Uh, I, I think they're if they're going to play a good football game, it's because they've sucked for the last three weeks. And, and they're better than that. Like, sure. they're totally better than the way they've played. We all know that. Yeah. And so maybe it galvanized them a little bit. I just don't know if it's that outlandish of a comment. I, I no, saw the comment. I yeah. didn't really register with me like... Uh, you know, I mean, I think I thought you were actually when you brought it up, I thought you were going to say, hey, it kind of sounds like he's looking in the mirror. Urban kind of feels the same way. You know, no, things don't go well. He puts his no. hands on his knees and his head down. No, they don't go right. I mean, I think anybody <laughs> I think anybody is that way. I'm just saying if you call out somebody like that and Ramsey's definitely going to see that. And I, I do think Ramsey has 
maybe the most influence, even more than Aaron Donald, on that team? Really? I, you don't agree with me? You don't, uh, you don't think when Jalen Ramsey got to L.A., that team was different? That, that defense responded differently to Jalen Ramsey being there than not being there? Yeah, well, I think they got a lot better. I just don't know if you're asking you me. You don't think the, the attitude of the team when Jalen Ramsey got to L.A. changed? Yeah, he, he changes the attitude, but I think what you're saying is do people respond to him better? I mean, he had so much attitude. I mean, he had so much swagger here. And by the way, I think he's matured in a lot of different ways, too. But I, listen, bottom line is if Jalen Ramsey stands in the center of the room and says something or mm -hmm. Aaron Donald stands in the center of the room and says something, mm -hmm. I think people respond to Aaron Donald more, yes. Okay, I mean, I don't think it's all about just saying stuff. I think it's I about your play as well. well I know. He's who's, a three-time defensive player of the year. Right? <laughs> so who, who's who's playing good. better this year? Probably Jalen, yeah. I mean, you don't notice so much. I, I don't know if Aaron Donald's playing bad. I mean, yeah. both guys are so good and going to get double teamed and, and you stay away from both that yeah. their stats aren't always going to be great. I think people have figured out maybe how to neutralize a little bit more Aaron Donald, though, than in the past. Uh, I just think in terms of who has... And maybe I'll even say offense and defense in terms of, like, you know, who has the most influence on that Rams team. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald could be considered a 1A, but I think Jalen Ramsey's a 1B. I really do. Yeah, he might be. He yeah. might be. He did give him a swagger. I, I, listen, you know I me. Mean? I, I love Ramsey. I think Ramsey's an unbelievable player. I think he does change the swagger. I think he's also... Um, he really has matured. Uh, if you saw some of his comments coming out of this three-game losing streak, like, old Jalen Ramsey mm -hmm. would have been... Out of his mind, the Jalen Ramsey we saw in Jacksonville, he would have had sound bites all over ESPN, NFL Network, all over the country. Mm -hmm. Like, we're trash and whatever, just even how he says it. I mean, listen, we went through years of that. It was fun to cover. Yeah. I mean, it's still my most viewed thing ever is him against Steve Smith and, sure. and his comments after. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Got a couple million views on that sound bite. Mm -hmm. um, didn't get me that many more followers, really, so it and didn't make me any more money or anything. But yeah, that's, that's the attitude that. to have. Uh, so, well, I mean, if you're gonna have that many views, that's one of my most my thing about Twitter and stuff. So you're gonna get that many clicks. <sighs> you that's guys, why, like, hey, Casey, man, oh Casey got God, so mad guys, at this one. Yeah, to get it. But Casey, but it's not getting you any more money. I'm just proof. I'm just telling you. Like, as he as, got, as he get, bragged about how many views he had on it. I did. I mean, I had no. I'm not bragging. I'm just that's stating the fact. Like it is my. It's the. Uh, most viral video I've ever had. There you go. On man. social media. I've been on there for a decade and it netted me nothing. Yeah. Should've, <laughs> should've tagged Tim Tebow in there. You would have got some more views on that thing. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's why don't just be careful. Don't live and die by the views. KC. Living Brent, and dying. Bragging about the views? I am bragging about the views. Yeah. Easy to say when you have two million of them. I know, right? Just that one time. Listen, yeah. I would be bragging about my bank account if it got me more money. It doesn't matter. That's man, what at I'm saying. Yep. It doesn't. So yep. but but anyway, my I think we are seeing a different Ramsey, though. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing a guy that's matured a little bit. Uh, well, you're, you're winning a lot more than you did in, in Jacksonville yeah, as well. Yeah, that's easier. Yeah. But, but, but that's why I, I reference what he said, like, coming out of this last loss. I mean, they've played bad. They, mm -hmm. they, they have not played good football. This is like a train wreck right now in L.A. Now, they're super talented, so you figure they'll get out of the rut. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's three weeks in a row. Yeah. The quarterback's not playing well. Old Jalen calls out the quarterbacks. Now, Matthew Stafford has a lot more equity than, than Blake Bortles ever did. Mm -hmm. uh, but old Jalen is just fuming around that locker room. And this guy's a little more calculated and a little more patient. And, and again, he has a good team, so I mm -hmm. get it. Uh, and they've won since he's been out there, and things are going well. He's got paid. He has nothing in his life. It doesn't seem like that's, that's kind of bothering the way he thinks, right? Yes. He's kind of free and easy right now and and so maybe that goes into it as well uh but 
I, I always think Jalen is just a fascinating character and athlete uh, in the NFL, but here that went from Jacksonville to L.A. And I wonder about his maturity now. Like, uh, I, I wonder if they had kept him and found a way to keep him if they would have eventually lost him anyway because he wouldn't have been able to handle this, what's gone on the last couple of years. No, I mean, I think few high-caliber players that are, like, all pros would be able to handle this. I mean, I think the reason why Leonard Fournette didn't really work out here, I mean, you know, for maybe a, a, a couple of reasons, but the big reason why is they weren't winning. He even said it himself. You know, they weren't winning, and, like, it's frustrating. I think Jalen Ramsey wants to win as well. I don't think those guys wanted to be a part of, you know, I mean, you, you had that, that flash in the pan in 2017, but then you don't want to be a part of that rebuild process. And, and that rebuild process is not anybody. You know, it takes a special type of person um, to do that. I think these guys, with, whether it's Leonard Fournette, whether it's Joe and Ramsey, saw that, hey, I, I'm a talented individual and I want to play on a talented team where I can be appreciated. So, yeah, I think if Joe and Ramsey was still here, I think you would have saw a lot of, of the old, a lot of the similar of what you saw in the past couple of years. I think when you go to a team that is surrounded by veterans, um, that has a laundry list of good players, it makes that that much easier to go to work every single day and really kind of me be a little more yourself and me a little more calm, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, you know, listen, there's still a sense of professionalism. I doubt they're 1 in 15. I, I think he is that much of a difference maker. I don't know if they're 1 in 15. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you this. If Jalen Ramsey's still here, they don't draft C.J. Henderson. Yeah. Right? If Jalen Ramsey's still here, uh, maybe Yannick Ngakwe's still here. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they don't draft Chase on. Mm -hmm. They draft Justin Jefferson instead. You know, sure, if, if Jalen Ramsey's still here, Trevor Lawrence probably isn't here. Mm -hmm. And so, really, my curiosity on a bunch of levels is how much has he matured? I think that's just natural. Uh, number two is, would he never have worked out in Jacksonville anyway for, for like, a length of time, for, for like, forever, right? Or for a good, forever's a lot these days, but I'm talking about eight to ten years. Was he ever going to be an eight to ten year guy in Jacksonville or would he just eventually the back would hurt or I want out or I'm not signing the big deal or mm -hmm. you know it went down in a certain way obviously and it all happened really quick mm -hmm. but even if it didn't go down that way do you sense that he would st still be in Jacksonville or do you think he would have found his way out one way or another? No I mean it, once again it all depends how this team would do year in and year out. I think if this team was winning only five, maybe six games a year, then he would still want out. I mean, I compare it to Stefan Diggs. Everyone said Stefan Diggs was, was, was immature and, you know, couldn't handle an NFL locker room. I think he was tired of losing. Or I think he was tired of going to the playoffs maybe and losing how they lost with the Vikings, right? So what happens? You go to Buffalo. Um, and not to say you play around a, a talented offense in terms of, yeah, you got a better quarterback in Josh Allen. I think your receivers might be better um, in Minnesota than you had, or yeah, than, than they are in Buffalo. And Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, I guess. Uh, Dawson Knox has come along as a tight end. But Stefan Diggs needed a change of scenery. And all of a sudden you started winning. You start talking about AFC championship games and, and having a, an MVP type quarterback. Now we'll see this year still. I mean, that was the hype before. We'll see with Josh Allen. But that changed his whole perception. That changed his whole attitude. I think if you're stuck in more of the same, you can never grow, you can never change, regardless of how great of a player you are. I think Jalen Ramsey would have been stagnant here. I think he still would have been frustrated. I think he still would have been tweeting and, and calling out the media and everything like that just because I don't foresee the Jaguars winning, going to the playoffs year in and year out, even if he was here right now. Yeah, I, I think we have this. Uh, I, I think you might be right. I don't think the Jags would be as bad, though. Mm -hmm. And I think they might have lucked into some other things because they had a talented player to build around. And they might have still maybe it was get Josh Allen 
you know, coming off that bad season. But if they then had signed, and maybe they don't keep you on because they can't sign everybody. Yeah. But then they have to get a quarterback in a different way, and we might be talking about going to trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson after we could have drafted him and it was a punter instead, you yeah. know, all these years later. I don't know. I mean, that, you know, it's really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this. Let's just take the last couple of drafts, and the Jags probably wouldn't be picking C.J. Henderson, and they probably wouldn't be picking Chase on. I mean, so even if you just watched the dominoes fall in that regard, uh, the Jags might have been way better off keeping him, um, even if it was just from a lucky standpoint. Now, I think they would have been way better keeping him for just this one sole reason. I think you can make the case, with all due respect to Tony Baselli. Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Maurice Jones-Drew, that this guy mm -hmm. is the most talented guy to ever wear a Jags uniform. Yeah. Now, he's not the best Jags I mean, he's, player you know, long enough. But he still needs some longevity. We'll see. But, Absolutely. yes, so far he's definitely on that career path. He's a guy, Austin, that, like, again, I, I wasn't covering the team back then, and I don't know maybe these conversations were taking place, that as soon as Tony Baselli lined up for a year, you were like, holy cow, that guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's that good. And, and that might have been the case. Uh, same with Fred and same with Jimmy Smith and same. I think it took a little longer for Maurice Jones-Drew, and I'm not sure Hall of Fame conversation is going to come up for Maurice Jones-Drew, mm -hmm. quite frankly. So, but I'm telling you, the practice field to the game field and half a season in, if you go back and listen to me talk about Jalen Ramsey year one, mm -hmm. I said, this guy's going to Canton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like this expert cornerback analyst, okay? Mm -hmm. It just jumps off the page at you how good he is. And guess what? He is going to Canton, Ohio, unless yeah. something crazy happens. I mean, he, uh, I didn't even know he's got – he's on his seventh year right now. Seven so. years already. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, seven years right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he's – the way he's playing right now, I mean, you're talking two all-pro nods. You're talking one, two, many, three, yeah, four, pro four Pro Bowls. Yeah, in six years. Missed out his rookie year. Then, obviously, we'll see this year. I'm sure he's going to the Pro Bowl this year as well. Yeah. Because this is his seventh year he's currently on. So, and by yeah, the way, I mean, the best at his position, arguably, for the last three, four years. Oh, yeah. And usually, you know, how the cornerback position works is, you know, you're, you're on top of the mountain for a while, and then all of a sudden it goes south real fast. You know, ask Richard Sherman about that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, ask Daryl Rivas about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Daryl Rivas was, it was Rivas Island for a while, and all of a sudden one year it's like, oh, okay. I know. It can't happen. Not so much anymore. So it can happen. But the way that Jalen Ramsey's playing, and I get it, it's different this year, right? They're moving him around more. It's more zone coverage. He's playing on the line. They're asking him to do a lot more, and that's fine. But, like, the way that he's still playing, it doesn't seem like he's going to fall off anytime soon. Yeah, and from my perspective, let's see, from the fan perspective, it gave you some swag. He's the guy that you want on your team, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody else hates him. Like, now he's not on your team, you hate him. Yes. Like, that's the way he is. But you like those kind of guys. Like, you, you go over the years of your fandom. I mean, I go all the way back to, like, a, a Red Sox fan, Kevin Euclid. People hated him. Mm -hmm. They hated Euclid, unless you're a Red Sox guy. Like, who, who, the Yankees have those guys, right? I mean, re actually, most recently, is Brett Gardner. Who, like, I can't stand that guy because <laughs> I don't like the Yankees. Yeah. Right? And I shouldn't. And he's a really good player and got more out of his talent probably than and he's, he's an overachiever big time. But you get what I'm saying. And, and I think Jalen was that guy. He was our guy for that reason. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you, I mean, selfishly, in terms of covering players mm -hmm. since I've been here, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew was always a fun cover. Because you didn't know what kind of attitude he'd have that day, what oh, kind of mood he so, was going to be. And he's so witty, man. That yeah. like, he had. There's a reason why he's raised with NFL Network. Yeah. Like he's so witty and so just, um, 
he knows the game, I guess you would say. Yeah, he absolutely does. And you didn't know because he was so moody sometimes. <laughs> you didn't know what he's going to give you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun for people like us. I don't know if it's as I understand the fan right now and who we're talking to. Like you don't see it in that way sometimes. But I think it's even kind of fun because you don't know when you wake up on a Tuesday morning, is he going to give you a headline? Sure. Well, Jalen was that guy. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen was definitely that guy, and you did not know what you were going to get with him. And and there was something fun about that. Now, maybe that dies down a little bit in the COVID last couple of years. We're not in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But I just thought he was a really fun guy to cover uh, because you didn't know what you were going to get, and he challenged you. He was smart enough, and Maurice was like this too. They're smart enough to know the game, mm-hmm. so they challenge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think that's fun. I think that's yeah. good from our position. Again, I don't know if that resonates with the fan as much as a guy in the media. But So from all these different le- levels, and most importantly, a franchise that over the last 15 years has not had a lot of bona fide star players, mm-hmm. this guy was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you can state claim to having the best guy at his position in the league, Oh, baby, that's a lot of fun, right? So well, that's yeah, what the Jags yeah. had with Jalen Ramsey. And also, and we'll talk about this a little later on, that's what the Jags let go in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you, you let go a lot. You let go of the talent, obviously, and that's the most important part. It's what that guy can do on the field, of how he can take away literally half the field. You put him on the best wide receiver, you set it and forget it. Like, that's the biggest thing that Jaguars fans are going to miss. But he also brought notoriety to this team because – you know, in terms of a household name, he was that guy. Now, you hope Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy. He, he already is, he's on that way. But, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else that comes to mind no. right now. I mean, uh, Josh Allen hasn't dominated like that. Not like you know, that, The closest yeah. guy from a, a measurement standpoint like that is James Robinson. I mean, yeah. he, he's a guy that's actually put himself in the upper echelon of running backs if you look at all the measurables and the pro football yeah. focus numbers. And he's not there yet. I'm but, not saying. Yeah, but my point of notoriety, though, like from the media, like the national oh, yeah, media. Yeah, no no. One's really, I mean, I don't, I don't know how they're talking about James Robinson. I really no. don't. No, yeah. no, you're right. They're, mm-hmm. That's forgotten in that sense. Uh, mm-hmm. But in terms of being maybe one of the top players at their position to mm-hmm. get the notoriety, no. you know, because you get pro bowl nods. You know, now you have to win with that. Yeah. And believe me, hey, listen, a guy like Jalen Ramsey got the nod and got the he really got his brand boosted out there when they won. Mm-hmm. People were still talking about him a little in 16. Yeah, they yeah. really were talking about him in 17. No, for and, sure. And Jacksonville's defense, and he being a part of it, and Jags winning, going to the playoffs, put him on the map, really helped his brand. With, I mean, and I think he would admit that. I say Tyson Campbell goes out there Sunday and body slams Odell Beckham Jr. If you get thrown <laughs> out, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, get the best of Odell Beckham Jr., Body slam the dude or choke slam, whatever you have to do, throw a couple punches, walk off the field, maybe flip some birds, and let's get some notoriety. Flip some birds, all right. Well, for That'd real. be awesome. I mean, yeah, flip some birds if you got to, man, because you got to get some kind of swag going on here. And then I think Tyson Campbell could be that guy. It, it was one game. I get he graded out like, better than any rookie did uh, last week against the Falcons. It was one game. But now let's go and parlay that. Let's get some notoriety going. Choke some Odell Beckham Jr., please. please. <laughs> don't don't do Choke Cooper Cup. Because I feel like Cooper Cup. Please like, don't do Cooper Cup. He's no, on my fantasy team. Well, that please he's, don't. He's, he's too wholesome. You know, like yeah. he's, he's too much of a blue-collar guy. I think they should sign you off the practice squad for this moment. Maybe. Sunday. Maybe. I feel like you choke slam Cooper Cup. It's like, oh, I couldn't believe, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Mr. Blue Collar. That would be actually the, great. Don't, don't, no, see? That'd this is great. why you're not in charge of it. Yeah. No, man. Cool. Casey, preach to him. We can't, can't do choke. Cooper Cup. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective aside, but people love Cooper Cup too much. Yeah, he's just, you That's know, fair. we if, can't. If, I get if, if you choke Simona Beckham Jr., they're like, 
He's yeah, the villain. You know, right. OBJ's the villain yeah, to a lot of people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. So Tyson Campbell may become the hero in that yeah. sense. I get it. Uh, See, uh, I'm going to have to reach out to Urban and talk about that. I don't know if we do tweets of the day. I don't think we do, but maybe we should start it. Nick says, we've already, I said, do you miss him? Jalen Ramsey, Nick says, we've already got six DBs that would miss an open field tackle against a nine-toed 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers. No thanks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm picking Shots up fired. that sarcasm. That's pretty good. We still have John on the line before break. Uh, let's hit him up uh, so we don't keep him waiting. John wanted to talk receivers who have to go against Jalen Ramsey. John, uh, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. What's up? How y'all doing today? Good. Doing good. Good. Uh, this is for Austin. Happy Stone Ocean Day, first and foremost. I've only got through the first episode because my fiance will kill me if I advance any further, but I'm excited to get started. Dude, I'm, I'm three deep right now. I'm not mad at it so far, so <laughs> you can keep enjoying that, all right? Yeah, turn down that radio if you got that on, John. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll, put, I'll put, the, put my voice down. Uh, but my question really is, um, we've already gone through so many wide receivers with the practice squad. And I remember watching the preseason, the two guys that stood up the most, Jeff Cotton Jr. and Josh Hammond, are still just sitting there. And I'm just curious as, you know, the season's kind of already lost. And, you know, we probably can't really fix a receiving court till next season, as sad as that is. Why not give one of those two guys a chance for the final six weeks and see if one kind of sticks? Because it's just hard watching those guys, like, trying to get separation throughout the first three months of the season. Why not try something different for the last six weeks and see if something sticks. John, appreciate the call, man. That's a, it's a good thought. It's interesting. I forgot those guys were even on the practice squad, so thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, I really did. Yeah. haven't heard those names since August. Yeah. And it's, a val it's an interesting point. I mean, you do have these guys. Now, they're not speed guys, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really what the Jags have been rotating in and out, John. Like, they've been trying to get speed. Yeah. That's what they've been trying to find. So anybody who runs, like, under a 4-3 or a 4, well, more around a 4-3, they're like, come on. Come on down to Jags headquarters. We'll try you out. Yeah. But it hasn't worked. And you just can't get a guy that's going to run fast and bring him in. And John Brown's been cut. And obviously Tyron Williams was cut. And mm -hmm. uh, it just hasn't worked out. So, I mean, I don't mind the idea. But I would say from a different reason. I want to find a receiver that's going to run the right route, run the right depth, be on the same page, not get lined up incorrectly. If those guys can do that, I think that might be a starting point in itself. So then do you think LaVisca Chenault's done here? It's a good question. In fact, I was going to tease that in going into the break. I don't think, I don't know if done is the right way to say it, but maybe that's a, a, well, a dramatic way to say it. What I want to know is should they maybe sit LaVisca down if he's, if he's the culprit for some of this stuff? From my eyes, he is. I don't know if that's true, though, because yeah. they know what's actually going on. Well, I mean, he's the culprit in terms of drops uh, and maybe in terms of route running a little bit. But, like, I don't... I don't know. I'm from the philosophy right now that I don't understand what LaVisca is. Like, I don't think they even know what he is right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can watch the 49ers and watch how you use Debo Samuel. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Because that was kind of his M.O. The guy runs with bad intentions. He's not really built like a wide receiver. He's built like a running back. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Shanahan said, all right, let's put that running back and see what happens. Well, he's got more touchdowns than Alvin Kamara does right now, more than Ezekiel Elliott, right? So it's working out well for him. I just think they have a guy in LaVisca Chenault right now where they don't know what to do with him, and I'm not sure if I want to cut the cord in LaVisca and say, all right, you're getting benched now. Good luck to you. Like, I, I think he's too dynamic. You can do different things with him where you don't want to do that yet. Now, with Laquan Treadwell, we know what Treadwell brings to the table. So is it necessarily speed? I really don't know about that. So if you want to rotate some other guys in just to get a look, because this is evaluation season, it seems like. It's almost shock your mock, mock draft season, it seems like, right now. Mm -hmm. Then by all means, do that. So I say you stick with Marvin Jones still because that's absolutely he, well, he's, he's a captain too, isn't he or not? 
Is he uh, captain? I don't think he's a captain. Maybe he's not a captain. But he's, he's still a guy that you paid, so you got to justify him paying him that much money. Um, but I think, Treadwell, you can kind of rotate in and out. Yeah, I think LaVisca, let's and stay on LaVisca well. a little bit, too. And by the way, I think I said Tyron Williams said Tyron Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was here first. He made so little impact, I said the wrong name. But uh, LaVisca is an interesting conversation. More Jalen Ramsey. The Rams are weird right now. What to expect this week? We revisit the college well a bit. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN. Happy Stone Ocean Day, everybody. Yeah, I didn't even know what the hell he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, don't worry about what that, man. Hey, hey, you know what? It ain't for you, man. Happy Stone Ocean Probably Day, everybody. Uh, Yellowstone. Here we come. Hey, we'll be back no. on ESPN 6 night. You know, whenever you can start fast, uh, that always helps. But the biggest thing is cons being consistent. No matter what happens in that first drive, we got to consistently put drives together where we're getting points, and not only points, finishing in the red zone. I mean, we've kicked a lot of field goals, especially the, I guess, the last half of the games we've played. So got to put put the ball in the end zone more, um, and that'll, that'll help us for sure. So it's just being better in the red zone. That is Trevor Lawrence, and he's right about that. I mean, they have to be better. They just can't get in the end zone. I mean, it's really weird. Like, there are times, you look at some of the numbers. I mean, James Robinson had 115 yards at the end of the day in a one-score game. What were they, like 11 and 19 and 5 of 11 the last couple of weeks in, in third downs? Like, that has been an eyesore. I understand if you're 2 for 10. Like, Seattle's really struggling from there. Yeah. Uh, but they just can't get in the end zone, you know, and they and maybe this up-tempo stuff will work. It, it looked like it worked. Maybe they found something. They finally got to it. You know, I, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But why does it take so long to find that on offense? I think it's a fair question on something that even Urban Meyer couldn't answer after the game on Sunday. Uh, and they have since talked a little bit more about it. So I asked about Jalen Ramsey. Just a few responses. Miss Beasley and Bryant Moore, says Stevie. Miss the player, not the person, says Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, Buzzy says yes, and if you don't let me know, it lets me know you're a complete loser. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, uh, I know I'll see him again, whether far or soon. Uh, says one, uh, I already told you about uh, Nick's comment yeah. about the nine-toed uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Maurice says, absolutely, I hope this franchise realizes superstar players get treated differently. You deal with all of their baggage, dysfunctional behaviors, because they are stars. If not, then get used to more losing. You can't win without superstars. You just can't. You probably can't win. Uh, you, 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 will you have the better chance of losing big. Like, the Rams will never lose big with all that talent. Uh, but it doesn't guarantee you win big either. It takes a mix. Mm -hmm. But one thing we learned from those years, the Jags have to do a better job of cultivating their talent from Yannick Ngakwe to Jalen Ramsey, and those are the two poster uh, guys for that, right? Yeah, I mean, you just simply you need more stars. Who are the stars right now? Yeah, Trevor, but he hasn't even proven well, it on the field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Trevor's a star. He's a face, but, yeah, he just hasn't even proven it. Yeah, I mean, Josh I'd... Allen is as close to a star, and I think James Robinson really is as close to a star as you have. But, again, that's not Jay... – w... they're more on the Yannick Ngakwe star yeah. wall than yeah. they are Jalen Ramsey star wall. I mean, again, okay. Jalen Ramsey is different. I mean, if you can get three or four of those guys, well, then you're doing things because Jalen Ramsey, I just told you earlier, from a talent standpoint, I think he's the best guy that's ever worn the uniform. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that might even be a little dramatic, but you get my point. And I'm not sure he's far down the list if you disagree with me. Mm -hmm. uh, so Matthew says, uh, since there's potential for T-Law to be here way longer at a high level, I'll say no, since we'd probably not have him, which is true. Uh, uh, Rhino Haller, who used to cover him, says no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, do you miss Jalen Ramsey? Of course, Ryan's covering the uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, we'll talk more Jalen Ramsey in a bit and more about the Rams in a moment, but we left – 
uh, the last segment talking about LaVisca Chenault. Uh, John had a, a receiver's question. I thought it was a good one about a couple guys on the practice squad. I don't see that happen. I think they would already do that. But what I thought today, and this is why you would bring them up, not for speed purposes. That's not really what those guys are. Um, from a talent speed standpoint, I don't know where they fit. I think they would have already made a move. They've had plenty of opportunities to do that if they wanted to. Uh, they see them at practice. There's a reason why they don't feel they're ready. Mm -hmm. But... I do wonder how much could this offense function better if everybody just did their job. I'm not even talking about making plays, but one of the malfunctions of this offense is the guys not lined up, a penalty here or there, a, a miscommunication, which 12 weeks in, still obvious. Like, I'm talking obvious miscommunications. Like, that jump off the TV or jump off the field when we're watching from high above that, that you just don't usually see. There's a lot of miscommunication that goes on in the football field. Sometimes you get really lucky and it's not identified, but the players know that, right? You go back and watch the film and you're like, hey, we got lucky here. You missed this. No, we're seeing obvious miscommunication, especially on the offensive side. We saw a lot of that on the defensive side early in the year. That's been cleaned up a bit. Now we're seeing it on the offensive side and we're into December. Yeah. So I don't, if it is LaVisca, let's just point out LaVisca right now. And I feel a little bad doing this because I don't know how much is all on him. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I've really noticed him in the last month whether it's dropping the ball fumbling the ball or doesn't look like he's in the right spot when he needs to be in the right spot mm -hmm. do you yeah. sit a guy like that down and say yeah we're losing a little bit from a talent standpoint but what the hell if we're not going to utilize his talent if he doesn't go to the right spot or line up correctly yeah i mean sure i think you definitely have at least have that conversation uh, of saying is you know do we sit him down until he earns that spot back i think that's justified um i think that's fair but also you know, I think what rubs me even more the wrong way are all the pre-snap penalties. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, dro drops are going to happen. Right now, yes, they've they've happened a lot more than you want to see here in Jacksonville. But every team is going to have at least some drops. It's just it's the way of the world. But when we talk about a rhythm and a flow, because this is what offenses need. Offense is all about rhythm. It's all about finding your groove and sticking with that. The, 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 the great offenses, they fire on all cylinders because they have a flow to them. When this team senses that you get some kind of rhythm built up, they kill themselves with holding penalties. They kill themselves with um, false starts. And, and those are just as big, I think, as the drops are. So, you know, do you make an example of this Chanel and say, hey, if you don't do your job, this is going to happen? Yeah, maybe you have that conversation. But at the same time, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys in terms of the pre-snap penalties they have to address as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys messing up. It's not just mm -hmm. LaVisca Chennault. But let's talk more about LaVisca Chennault. I mean, you mentioned it. Is he going to be a part of this thing? Well, I, I think if you're talking about sitting him for these guys that you don't really know of yet, then, yeah, then you're saying he's not going to be part of this. Yeah, and that's why I don't think they will do that. Uh, but I, I like LaVisca Chennault. I thought he would take a step this year. Mm -hmm. And I've been wrong, man. He has regressed. Is that on coaching? Is that on LaVisca? Is he just not all there? Is, is there something going on? I mean, you never know, but is he in a funk? I mean, you can be in a funk as a player. You certainly can. And I don't know if I'd give up on that if, if that's what he's in. It's a five- or six-week stretch. But, I mean, he showed you on the third and 21 play. Like, he's shown us other signs of, like, man, this is who he can be. Are they misusing him? Uh, I mean, what's I, – I want this guy to be a part of it because he's different. And I can't get off what Marvin Jones told me. The guy's been in the league for ten, uh, a decade. He didn't tell just me. He told the media. Back in August, he's like, he's a mismatch in the slot. There's very few people like him, if any, in the NFL. <laughs> well, How did, yeah. he's, not, he's not playing like that. How did we feel about LaVisca last year? 
I think Levis was pretty good last year, man. It was okay. like 600, uh, it was like uh, something around 60 catches yeah. for 600 yards. Yeah. Maybe it was a little more than that. And five touchdowns. It was a very nice start. Yeah, so right now he's on pace for, well, I mean, right now he's at 45 receptions. And by the way, he's a second-year guy. Yeah, 441 yards receiving and obviously zero touchdowns right now in terms, yeah, zero touchdowns at all. Zero touchdowns to yeah. prop. And that's an issue. But he's going to surpass his receiving yards easily, I would say. I mean, he's got five more games. Yeah, yeah. Or what, six more games? Five uh, more games. Yeah, yards and catches he should yeah. So he's going to surpass that. But, yeah, it comes down to the scoring but of the touchdowns. But it doesn't feel that good. Well, no, correct. It doesn't feel that good. And I always say, and I think I mean everyone would agree with me here, that you make your most progress from your first season to your second season, from your rookie year to the second year, because now you get acquainted, you get acclimated a little more. Yeah, I agree where LaVisca Schultz has regressed a little bit. Now, is that on him? Is that on his mindset? It very well could be. But you have to ask yourself this question. In terms of receivers right now that you have on this team, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, when you had DJ Chark, you know, now it's Tavon Austin, Treadwell, whatever the case may be, you know, how, going into this season, did you like this receiving core better or last year's receiving core better? This. Did you like this year's quarterback better or last year's this. quarterback better? Okay. So then something doesn't add up because I think that the LaVisca that we see right now is not who he is. I, I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's coaching, something's not hitting home for him. Whatever the case may be, the LaVisca that we've seen, I don't think that's what he's – I think he's capable of a lot more. I really yeah, do. I do too. Now, you got to put him in the right positions, and maybe they've tried and it hasn't worked out. Maybe that's the case. But I think in terms of being dynamic, and I get he's not the fastest guy out there, and that was even the MO out of college, okay. But you can still find a successful way, I think, to use him. And I don't think we've found that solution yet. I think some of it has to come down to coaching. I think the Visco that we saw last year as a rookie was playing with more confidence with Gardner Minshew, um, seemed to have a little more pep in this step than, you know, with Gardner Minshew than he does this year. And that, that shouldn't be the case going into your second year. So, I, I mean, if you want to call it coaching, go ahead and call it coaching, whether it's position coaching, whether it's the play calling, but something, some combination there. And, yes, LaVisca is to blame as well. But some combination there, whether it's a coordinator, the position coach, or just him himself, it's not working. His recent funk of drop balls and a fumble and what looks to be lining up in wrong spots or running wrong routes or whatever it might be has come when they tried to move him to the outside to replace DJ Chark. Yeah. Bad experiment. Don't do it. But we knew he wasn't DJ Chark, though. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why yeah. they do it. If you, Like I said, I said this weeks ago. If Marvin Jones or you think that uh, just in general people think he's a mismatch in the slot, why would you even try to move him outside? But Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, how many times do we have to have these conversations of, hey, Josh Allen, he's a 3-4 outside linebacker, so uh -huh. let's put him there. Hey, Caleb on Chason, let's not put his hand in the dirt as rookie Miles year. Jack. And, and now we're going to talk about, hey, LaVisca, LaVisca Chenault, let's put him on the outside and let's see what happens. Like, there, and I, I don't know. Eventually, there has to come a point where you say, what does this guy do good? What is he known for? Let's do that then. Yeah. Let's not go above and beyond what we're asking our players to do because guess what? He's in his second year right now. Put him on the outside should have never been the plan. We know who Lavisca Schultz is. He's not a burner. But guess what? Get him the ball in the slot. You know, these short crossing routes in the middle of the field, he does some pretty good stuff, right? If he lowers his shoulder, it takes more than one guy to bring him down. That's who he is. So let's not try to make LaVisca Chenault something that he's not, right? It's, it's the Debo Samuel effect once again. Are you trying to make Debo Samuel this, you know, DeAndre Hopkins type where he's the one receiver and just run deep routes? Now, he can do that, but you're trying to make Debo Samuel this guy where you get him the ball in space, let him lower his shoulder, and go to work. 
I, I just don't understand how it's that hard to do. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, let's get Steven on the line. He wants to ask about LaVisca Chanel or to say something about him. Uh, Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. What's up? Hey, not too much, guys. How are you doing today? <laughs> Great. Good. Uh, God, awesome. You took my thunder, man. I was going to say the same thing. I don't know what is so hard because I hate mentioning the old regime, but Jay Gruden at least knew to keep LaVisca in the slot or use him out of the backfield. Quick slant, crossers shallow comeback and just let him do what he does after he catches the ball that's where his bread and butter is and every time they do switch him out give him option routes and everything it seems like he's just he's lost yeah and i, I mean it kind of makes it sound like me going to the doctor like you need to dumb everything down and very well that could be what it is just dumb it down to simple routes for him on the inside and let him do what he does after he catches the ball yeah, thanks, Stephen. I uh, appreciate it. Glad uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Stephen calling from SpaceX. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but no, but Stephen, that's what we should do a thing and be like, where is Stephen calling from today? Stephen does make a, <laughs> no, for sure. Stephen does make a great point, though, you know, because he, he brought up the option route. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, eventually, I'm going to have to ask everybody myself, are you guys giving LaVisca Chanel the option route or not? Because if it's the option route, then it's his say of where he breaks the route off, where he likes to find the, the, the safe zone and coverage and all that stuff. If that's the case, I'd have to ask, well, why are you giving him that responsibility? Right. You, you give Devonta Adams that responsibility. You give DeAndre Hopkins that responsibility. Veteran guys. You give Cooper Cup that responsibility. Marvin Jones. Yes. Mar 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 Marvin Jones, yeah, for sure, for sure. You give him that responsibility. LaVisca Chanel is not Devonta Adams. LaVisca Chanel is not Devonta Adams. He's not Cooper Cup. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. Not even close. No, he can be special in his own way in terms of getting him the ball in space, but he's not an option wide receiver to this point in his career. So why are you trying to give him things that he can't do? This is a tough thing to judge, okay? But real quick, um, he only played seven games in his second year, Debo Samuel. He had a great rookie year. Mm -hmm. And then his second year, he only played seven games because of injury. But he had played 15 in his first year. And he was less than half the yard. He was about on pace to do similar what he had done in his rookie year. Mm -hmm. So he actually had a little bit because of the injuries more so. But he wasn't going to take this big step, is my point. Now it looks like in year three he's taken this oh, big step. he's about to get some money, and, too. And, and so they have, well, I shouldn't even say it looks like. He absolutely has taken a big step. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't give up on LaVisca Chenault. I'll also say this. They have Ayuk, who's got speed. They have Kittle, who can, they've got the running game going. They have found a way to use him because other parts. They're asking LaVisca probably to do more than he can do. And, and above his pay grade right now because they don't have Chark and because they've had other injuries. And, again, his bad play has come when not only Chark went out, but even James Robinson went out. And they're asking him maybe to do a little bit too much here in this year, too. Mm. I wouldn't give up on LaVisca Chenault, I guess, is the moral of the story. I'm not. I am still a good player. they got to find the proper way to use him and elevate the game. That's what Shanahan and the 49ers have done with Debo Samuel. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Well, it's been a big week in college football. Incredible, really. Brian Kelly introduced at LSU. Garth Brooks, by the way, is going to play in Baton Rouge. Calling Baton Rouge in Baton Rouge could be pretty good at Tiger Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Like, I don't know if that coincided with Kelly going, if that was part of the deal, but that, it was announced about the same time. <laughs> that that might have been the, the cherry on top. That is something I think, like, I, I love Garth Brooks. Yes, I like watching uh, Garth Brooks concerts. And um, he's a really good entertainer. Mm -hmm. 
But that would be a cool moment now, seeing it in Baton Rouge. Because calling Baton Rouge is a great song live mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a great song. Not even live, but it's really a great song live. And uh, to see it in Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium, the place would be out of its mind, I would oh, imagine. I'm sure it would. Right? I mean, that's almost got to be your closer, I would feel like. I would think so. I would hope right? so. It's yeah. closer to my wedding. I told you that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Closer to the wedding because we were going to live in Louisiana. See that? Perfect. I, I don't know the story. Casey, you guys did. Casey, you need to know. It's calling Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're going to move to Louisiana. Okay. Casey, you, you got your wedding songs picked out yet, man? No. You have your song? You don't have a song? No. You have a tuxedo? You no. Going, Are you going on a honeymoon? You going to Adele? Also, no. And what was your question? Are you going to go Adele with, with the song? Oh, dude, come Adele. on. Really? It's on the top of the But list. isn't it... It's kind of heartbreak music, though, isn't it? Yeah, you just got to look at the, you know... Depends <laughs> on how you look at <laughs> it. Depends on how you feel it. the music. You just got to see through it. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, do you have anything ready for the wedding? No. We have an Airbnb. Heck yeah, that's all that matters. Boom. What, for like that night, weekend? Like before, yeah. Okay, so, but no honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Why is that? We don't have any money. Oh. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just go down and say, we haven't gone on a honeymoon. It makes it funny better. Me and my wife haven't gone on one either. You so. still haven't gone on one? No. Really? We're busy people, Brent. Yeah, there you go. Is that like a thing, though? Is like, do a lot of people not go on honeymoons? Well, I feel like a lot of people do go on honeymoons. I feel like they do, too, I mean, but, I, but Facebook, I'm talking to two that. people oh, yeah. right now that d didn't. Yeah. And I also think Kuz, did he go on honeymoon? He had, like, three weddings, though. Yeah, Kuz, had, yeah, Kuz is fine. He did go on honeymoon? I mean, no, I think like I think he had, like, a little... Oh, no, he did. He did go on honeymoon. Getaway. I don't know if it was did a honeymoon. Did he go to Cancun or something? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. I think mm -hmm. I remember that conversation. Or that was just a randomly placed vacation. Well, if you randomly place it around your wedding, then it can be a honeymoon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you see the video? Like it was like four minutes of Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, his departure. Did I you didn't. ever see it? No, it, I didn't. it? That's how much it, when he met with the team. Remember, he had texted and said, "Hey, we'll mm -hmm. meet at seven in the morning." So he meets with the team, and it just goes to show you. Like my first reaction was like, he met with them for three minutes and like fifty-eight seconds or something. Like that was it. Yeah, that's all he had. These guys, he put twelve well, years in. These guys recruited him. Do you think They're, the guys wanted to hear from him though? Probably not. There you and go. And I think. But I also think if you listen to it, because somebody had videoed it, that's oh, nice. probably one of the reasons why they don't do it. Because somebody's always videoing it. So you got to be careful what you say anyway. Yeah. And they're probably in tune with that. Yeah. But it actually was, I don't know what else he was supposed to say or do. The only thing I would wonder is like, hey, if those are my guys, would you take questions? Like, hey, go ahead, feel free, ask me whatever you want about it. I mean, do you really want to answer those questions, though? I yeah. don't know. You're I, in a tough spot, you're, you're my question, too. Going to, yeah, yeah, you're essentially going to your own funeral there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, because like, like, keep in mind, but these guys are emotional. I, I get it, like, but they're not going to be like, good questions. Hey, if I'm going to be transparent with you and say, hey, I love you, I'm just going for a different opportunity, which is what he said. I mean, that's what he said. I just felt it was time to go for a different opportunity. But then first question, why did you lie to us? Yeah. Why did you continue to lie to us even yesterday? Yeah, or why aren't you coaching us then? Yeah. Yep. So I feel like you're you're so setting yourself why. up yeah, for you're digging your yeah. own hole. Uh, yeah. yeah. I guess it, like, it just goes to show there's no good way to do it. I said it yesterday. Tell your players first and then go from there. That's an idea. That's a good way to do it. Well, we're going to tell you first that we'll be right back at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.